Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. And I'm John. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Get through the chopper! Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. John, how you doing? Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you doing? I can tell you're doing very good. I'm doing so good. I feel so nice right now. Yeah, I feel toasty. I feel yeah. warm inside. Yeah, I do too. I feel. I do. I feel <laughs> joyous. I feel certain joie de vivre. Hello to everyone who's listening, and thank you for listening. Yes. And we love our listeners, and we ask the smallest favor of please tell your friends to also listen. Yeah. So that you guys can talk about how good or bad yeah. the episodes were. Like, Those assholes are stupid. <laughs> or you could be like, I totally agree with what they said about that yeah. thing. Um, yeah, because we would just want to like build a community of like-minded weirdos <laughs> who loved these movies the same way we love them. Yeah. Uh, thanks to everyone who's listening on the last of the Action Heroes podcast network. Hey, guys. We're getting bigger every day over there. I think they added a new podcast. I don't really know what the deal is over there, but welcome aboard. Our podcast biceps are enormous. <laughs> yes. We have lots of just podcast so muscle porn. We just like to talk about <laughs> muscles, look at pictures of muscles. Talk Nothing about weird it. about that. No, this is completely natural. <laughs> I, I respect and admire the male form. <laughs> this is all going to hit the cutting room floor. Why? But, <laughs> but we're serious. <laughs> but yes, we do appreciate the the listens. We appreciate the one or two people who sometimes like likes our shit on SoundCloud. Yeah. Yeah. Big ups to you guys. I was telling John earlier, I'm always amazed when I look and see like the state by state breakdown and see that people are listening and in Montana or South Dakota or Alaska. And I'm like, that's awesome to uh, me. Well, it's cold there. So those guys are our prime demographic. They're like, they're locked in. Well, it's in summertime now. So it's probably it's just still light. snowing. That's it's light pre- year round. Also. Shout out to my friends in Bozeman who are not listening. They're all out in Bozeman, Montana right what now. What are they doing? Fly inter- fishing? Intermountain Opera has a, has a run of marriage of Figaro happening in Bozeman, Montana right now. So that's God's country. Shout out to Bozeman. But it snowed there the other day. They sent me pictures and it was like, <laughs> it's snowing. I went on a trip. It's May. I took a trip to Colorado uh, in May and, yes, got snowed on. It was Mother's Day weekend. I think they had had like 12 inches of snow right before we arrived. That's insane. It's like, this is crazy. I love that. Crazy. Though. I, that's my kind of weather. I'm into that. I'm, I'm down with it, too. But. What are we? To the, yeah, I guess. To the matter at hand. We are in, we're doing a pod. This is a podcast. You're listening to a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about uh, action movies from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. This particular week, we're in episode four of our breakdown right. of The Last Dragon. Yes. It's amazing. A martial sort of arts. Like comedy. Comedy. Exploitation. Yeah, there's a lot happening. 
This movie covers a lot of bases, and Musical. I, I love it. I love it. Yo, shit, yeah. It really <laughs> does. It's all of those things. It is. So uh, what's been going on in the plot is we got this dude named Bruce Leroy Green. He's like the the karate master of Harlem, I guess. Yeah, he has a Fu. reputation for being a karate master in yeah, the neighborhood. Yeah, he's known that he's like the baddest dude in, in the neighborhood or whatever. We've got uh, a guy named Shonuff, the mm-hmm. Shogun of Harlem, who wants total supremacy of Harlem, I guess. But we don't know why he has beef with with Bruce Leroy. He's going to get it by somehow being better at martial arts than Bruce Leroy. Then we also have Eddie Arcadian, who's like a arcade video game, game arcade kingpin. kingpin of the city. <laughs> but also like has like weird like sadistic mob connections as well. Like there's something yeah. sinister happening. He's got a girlfriend, Angela, who he wants to turn into like the next Madonna or right. Cindy Lauper or something. So he's trying to force this woman, Laura Charles, to put Angela's music videos on her television program which I guess is like an MTV type thing. They just have yeah. music videos playing and people yeah. dancing on a dance floor. Yeah, I would imagine it's like a closed, like a cable access show that, that people it, have. It's, it's like channel yeah. two or three on their if, turn dial TV. Or, or if there was, if there was a soul train type show on MTV, it would have been this show. Right. So he's kidnapped her. She's been rescued by Bruce Leroy twice, twice. I think she wants to bone him in the worst possible way. He's sort of keeps rejecting her, but also because he's a little scared because we get the impression he's a virgin. Right. Um, definitely a virgin. He's got a little kid brother definitely. named Richie who definitely wants to fuck Laura. Yeah. He wants, he's obsessed. Richie wants to fuck Laura as bad as Laura wants to fuck Leroy. He's obsessed with genitalia. Yeah. Richie is obsessed with all things sex, but especially <laughs> with like talking about using and putting the male genitalia to use. But basically... This Eddie Arcadian, uh, his his plans have been foiled one too many times. He's now got it in his mind that he's got to kill Leroy. <laughs> he's got to kidnap and make Laura do whatever it is that he wants done. He's got a whole new slate of goons. Yeah, he just um, he held out a cattle call in Harlem for bad guys. <laughs> Anyone who's want to kill somebody, want to what? Yeah, they You're all hired. came out. You're hired. And that was what's going on. And that was a bridge too far for his girlfriend, the yeah. pop star, or the wannabe pop star. Angel she left, left him, out on him. And that's where we sort of left in the last episode. Yeah. So I'll pick us up. Part four in our series of The Last Dragon. The episode opens in Shonuff's lair, because all bad guys have a lair. Where the shogun of where the yes they absolutely have like a ninja turtle shredder style <laughs> lair where where the self proclaimed shogun of Harlem is beating up some poor schlub while his disciples and others sort of watch and cheer him on. Who the fuck was that guy getting beat up? I think it's think? just like in Ninja Turtles where it's like I like we're gonna have two guys spar. And then Tetsu. Do you remember Tetsu in the original? He was like Shredder's lieutenant. Shredder's lieutenant, the the bald-headed dude. Then like stepped into the ring and then like just fucking mangled that kid. He's like, never lower your eyes to an (laughs) enemy. So, Do you think that dude was there voluntarily or was he just dragged off the street to fight? Well, it probably was a thing where it was like maybe two guys were sparring and Shonoff said... You seem like a badass. Let's you fight me now. And it was like, and showed up to feed his narcissism. His ego was like, I'm going to kick the there shit. There were out a of lot of like random sort of, it seemed like second tier goons, like maybe guys who hadn't graduated to like his, yeah, it's his, exactly. it's his like, war party it's the yet. Foot clan. It's absolutely the foot clan where you've got some dudes that are just street kids and they hope to take 
karate classes and then graduate or ninjutsu classes, I guess, in that in that regard, and then graduate <laughs> to the next level. But, but people, anyway, people were literally calling for him to kill him, like yeah. kill him, <laughs> murder him. Human beings are terrible. That's also we're, true. We're a terrible species. <laughs> That's also true. That's also true. <laughs> so Shonuf is like basking in the glory of this victory that wasn't much because he was he clearly like outclassed this guy um but we also see that rock and eddie are present and eddie's wearing his like a very like noticeable toupee why what was that about i, I it's bizarre for this to be the one and the only time in the whole movie that he's wearing well, he that. hasn't i think he's trying to make a good impression and he Is maybe, it when he goes out he wears yeah. it well i think so yeah <laughs> okay he's trying <laughs> to make a good impression so anyway show enough and crew they're like doing that usual uh, like litany call and response, call and refrain thing. Like, Am I the meanest? Show sure enough. enough. Am I the prettiest? Show sure sure enough. enough. So they like go through all this stuff. Show enough wa- then walks over to Rock. Wait, and, this is like, Show enough has a cult going. Yeah, it is a cult. That's what it is. It's Definitely. a cult. Uh, that's a- what appe- occurred to me at this moment. That this is a cult. Yep. It's not just like a dojo. No. It's like the Foot Clan. Yeah. Before they, the Foot Clan. Shit, did Ninja Turtles rip off this movie? I feel like we make a lot of references and I feel like a lot of movies rip this movie off. That's, that's what this, that's funny too. Cause this movie <laughs> is obviously drawing from other movies. So yeah, anyway. all the Kung Fu shit. Yeah. So show enough walks over to rock and Eddie rock pops open a briefcase full of cash. <laughs> show enough tells him, like, keep the money. You just need to get that sucker to the designated place at the designated time. And I will gladly designate his ass for dismemberment. And he's like, yeah, Hey, well, whatever. He's like pleased with this answer for Mr. Sh- for Mr. No. Mr. No. <laughs> and like slams the briefcase down on Rock's fingers and they leave. Like, come on, show Mr. Nuff. Keep the money though, right? Yeah. There's no reason not to like keep that dough. Right. Calling him Mr. Nuff is amazing. Yeah, really. I love that. So elsewhere, Leroy has returned to Laura's apartment. He's standing outside and he like walks up to the door a couple of times, like almost rings the buzzer, but then seems to like lose his nerve and turns to leave. But as he, he turns to he's leave, he's changed up his tongue suit game. He's got the silver yeah, suit. He's like on wearing now. that like light gray thing. But who should he who should he walk into <laughs> at that moment? Uh, then Laura, who's like returning from the Whole Foods or, or wherever <laughs> the bodega. Yeah. Uh, she says, she's like, I thought that I wasn't on your favorite person's list. Awkward, clunky. Yeah, it's phrasing. very, it's like very bad writing. And he says he came by to apologize for the way he talked to her earlier. Laura wants to know if this means like, she's immediately, like, Oh, so you do want to bang me. Do you do want to be was, the bodyguard? Uh, I thought she immediately was like, yeah, back on her quest to bed him. Yeah. She's like, Oh, so you do want to be my bodyguard. And he's like, I would love to, but I've got to complete my mission which is to reach the final level where the spirit <laughs> takes over for the mind and guides the body without thought. She seems confused by this, but then seems to get an idea, tells him to sit tight and that she'll be back in five minutes and to not disappear. And she runs inside. So we cut to <laughs> she's driving him around and I love those early eighties models, Mercedes Benz. That's like my favorite Mercedes Benz convertible. Which well, is even the hard top ones, but that those like, 85, the 86, car one, the, the, just, the just, I just like that shape of the car. That shape yeah. of Mercedes Benz to me is like, 
that's classic Mercedes. It was sweet. She's rocking the cherry red. She's yeah, and she and then she's also she's put on some like Asian inspired. It's almost like a kimono top, but it's yeah. like a, it's like a it's like a short dress. It was hot, dude. Yeah, I, I will say that transformation definitely took more than five minutes, though. I, I don't think she it had did. changed her hairstyle was changed up. Her jewelry was pro. changed. She's a pro. <laughs> and Leroy has no concept of time. He's so zen. Anyway. Um, yeah, so they're driving around and Leroy is explaining to her about what the glow is. And he says the glow gives a fighter enough power to kill and that it's deadly in the wrong hands. But a righteous master like Bruce Lee, she said, and he's like, yeah, it's like Bruce Lee, who's reached the final level, can make their entire body glow and quote, the beauty he would be able to create would be without bounds. Imagine the wonder someone like this can bring to the world. <laughs> and that's what we're hoping for. We're hoping for a leader. No, we're not. Imagine though, that, if you were the glow to the people. Baby. Imagine if you were on a date with someone and they said that. You'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck is who am I? Who am I talking to? I right? think she's over there just being like, I want to jump his bones. She watches. She's like, well, that's a beautiful dream, Leroy. <laughs> and I think you're going to really like the place that I'm taking you. Oh, she is laser focused on fucking him. Yeah, right. So Leroy suddenly gets nervous and starts to tell Laura about a fictitious shy friend <laughs> who has a problem. It's something I thought you can help me with him with. I love it. Laura seems to know what he's getting at and says that she's, she'll try to help. Leroy says his friend likes a certain girl, but's never been with a woman before and doesn't know when he moves. Um, Kudos he, to Leroy for like laying it all yeah. out there. He doesn't even have a paintbrush, and she's like, paintbrush? <laughs> he doesn't know how to draw. Draw? What are you talking about? You know, the art of making love. Moves. Moves. Like, he cuts right to the chase, and I'm like, I'm surprised Is at that, that the proper approach in this situation? I got a friend who doesn't him? know how to fuck, but I need you to show him how. <laughs> well, I, what? or I would just say, if, if you were an overaged virgin... Is it the... How old do we think Bruce Lee? We, we said well, like 25, 26. Yeah, I want to say the actor was only like 20, but I think Bruce Leroy is probably supposed to be more like 25. But do you think it's the right thing to do just to be up front? Like, hey, look, I've never done this before. Or do you think you don't say anything until I think, after? I, I definitely would tell someone. Up front? Yeah. It's probably the right move. Yeah. Um, I, but it, would you also did. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah, I don't know, but it was an awesome scene. It was some of, I feel like it was some of Timok's like greatest work in yeah. the movie. Yeah. There was some good acting between the two and some good chemistry too. So God bless Laura because she's <laughs> so into him that she takes it all in stride. And she's like, of course, I would love to show you some moves, Leroy. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's like, no, it's not for me. I said it was for my friend. <laughs> he, he is, he is the one. <laughs> No, like, but like, it was for my friend. He is the one. But, but I mean, like, he doesn't understand that it's like, well, she can't show you so you can show your friend, dumbass. It's like, like, no, and, no. And you don't want her to show it's your friend. A, that delivery blew my mind. It was man. so no, no. funny. He's the one. <laughs> He's the fucking loser. Anyway, anyway. And she's like, okay, anything you say, she chuckles uh, and he's like squirming. She is so down to clown. Like she is down. She is. So poor Leroy. Is it not kind of hot in here, Miss Charles? And her convertible. <laughs> the open top yeah. convertible. Meanwhile, 
Uh. Richie and his gang of Goonie friends are walking up to the Seventh Heaven studio. Richie says he's got, quote, the The juice (laughs) to get a date with Laura without even winning the dance contest, which I've completely forgotten the dance contest. What? Yeah. So (laughs) he's got that one friend that's like the prototype chunk. Yes. From Goonies. And I feel like he's wearing he's wearing a vest that we've seen a billion times in other various like, was it 80s denim? movies. Yeah, it was a denim vest with like <laughs> army patches on it and stuff. I um, like that dude though, don't I'm like, your delusions are nothing but a wet dream. Yeah. <laughs> fr- there were a lot harsh. of adult type of jokes going on. Yeah, this on is one of those this. movies that it's like it's going both ways. So yeah, his friends laugh at him telling me I'll just write her a letter or make an obscene phone call. <laughs> just a good old fashioned obscene phone call, like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> Richie sits on the stoop at the backstage entrance and tells him, I'm gonna sit right here and wait for her to show up. And then I'm gonna ra- <laughs> and the rap I'm gonna lay on her is gonna make Romeo seem tongue tied, make her melt like hot butter all over my body that was fucking erotic it was po- it was poetry though this 12 year old is ready to plow kids, kids got game but like also he's like he's got a poet's mind i wonder what what the porn access was like for a 12 year old in 85 he was stealing that shit do you think he's stealing the playboys off yes, the newsstand or something absolutely Okay, so he knows what he's do. Like, would he know what to do with that? No, I mean, but he had a, he'd have a good idea. He has seen, he is he's like crept into, snuck, sneaked into an adult movie theater a time or three. So he also says that this time nothing's gonna stand between him and his destiny with Laura. Okay, but inside the studio. Laura is about to show Leroy his destiny, or, or she wants to. Leroy's <laughs> like very, yeah. <laughs> Leroy's very impressed with the studio. She cues up like she is a master behind the sound and light board. She's like flicking, so she's like, she knows her way. Right? She's like cues up a song and a video that she's apparently somehow <laughs> put together in a, based on a conversation that was had not half an hour ago. How did that video come into existence? That's what I'm saying is like they had that conversation not 30 Mentioning minutes Bruce prior. Lee. Yes. Because, yeah, there was, the nothing, there was nothing about Bruce Lee mentioned no. in the first or second no. encounter. And also, but like the, the, the video is talking about ascending to levels the and the glow. And well, it's like. So the, that song, yeah, the glow song by Willie Hutch is playing over these clips of Bruce Lee movies. It is a pretty good song, but did the song already exist in this world prior to I, Leroy going on and on about the glow to me it all seems like she made she like and I said what a fucking thoughtful ass gift and but it was fast as shit because <laughs> how did someone write a whole ass song based on a conversation that happened at most a half hour ago that's what I'm wondering did that song exist prior to the conversation and then like she could say if well it, I've got the video reel if it did it's a gonna, goddamn miracle there's gonna, no way that song <laughs> here, uh, unless Bruce Leroy's entire philosophy is built around this song that he may or may not have heard just like subconsciously so it they just, might have Willie Hutch like in the back room like she, she walked in she said Willie whip me up a song about the glow you got 10 minutes. Here's what he said. I need you to lay this track down now. You and maybe and maybe it was maybe it was they already had a they already had a like a track laid down and he was just adding <laughs> lyrics to it. Who knows? He was sort of rapping over it. But yeah, it's it's, it's got to go in the go. So, so, so but also yeah, she didn't know that he had the Bruce Lee 
obsession until that's what I'm saying is that 30 like, minutes she ago has right? and the car the, ride on she the has way access over. to the top people <laughs> top men anyway <laughs> we've got top men working on Le- it right now Leroy is amped to his tits and begins throwing Bruce Lee punches and kicks him and got wah sounds like <laughs> Laura comes down to the dance floor and like snuggles up to him and loves like her plan is working perfectly and she is so into him acting like a complete fucking goob. She's so into it. She's just rubbing up against him while he's got his like Bruce Lee boner. And he's just going wah. <laughs> I thought it was a, this montage though was a good reminder of like what a once in a lifetime talent Bruce Lee was because yeah other karate Agreed. dudes and kung fu dudes in subsequent movies can't match his charisma and his like his on screen virtuosity yeah, yeah. his amazing dude yeah I agree outside still though one of Richie's friends hears the commotion inside and they all go off looking for a way in <laughs> that was weird They're like oh shit there's something going on in Is there. Is that her? Let's better break go find it. Out. Let's yeah. break it. <laughs> a little B and E. So back inside, Bruce Leroy continues paying more attention to the highlight reel than to Laura. In his defense, this is not a music video that would or should put anyone in any kind of mood. <laughs> it was so yeah, it was full of clips from the Big Boston Fist of Fury. Yeah. Which Leroy later like says, oh, it's Chi- the Chinese Connection, which I think was the American title of that movie. Really? It was, I read something weird like that the Big Boss's American title was Fists of Fury. Okay. So then when the next Bruce Lee movie got made and it was called Fist of Fury. They're like, shit. The American distributors are like, fuck. <laughs> we can't just call it, people won't know it's a, not the same movie part yeah so, all right we'll call this one the chinese connection okay i don't know i'm not very familiar with the bruce lee movies i feel like i've seen Enter the them. dragons about the only one that i have any familiarity with i just watched like the way of the dragon maybe on okay. this like chilling out on amazon and it was not amazing but bruce lee is always amazing yeah. just to watch him do his thing on the um on the director's commentary for the movie the director schultz was saying like that they did not have the the rights to the Bruce Lee film footage cleared until very late, like in the post production. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you thought this scene was gonna be if you didn't have footage from Bruce Lee movies to show in this. He on the commentary was like, we were gonna have to fake it. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Cause this this is not one of the songs that Barry Gordy w- was trying to be like we the need to make a yeah. song, but I'm it just wondering be. like what was she gonna be showing him if it wasn't Bruce Lee footage? I don't know I don't because know. I, I definitely got and I feel like that episode of Friends where Ross and Rachel make it in the in the museum. <laughs> she wants to make it with the champ. She wants to make it with the champ <laughs> in the in the in the uh, in the museum with the stars and stuff. I don't what even do you call that. Um, the planetarium, the planetarium, the the aquarium. Yeah. When they finally got down to the planetarium, (laughs) it's like, that's, that's, I think like that got it's like, that's what she was going to try to do. She was going to put on some music and stuff. And he was not going to know, like it was going to be a twin situation. Why don't we both sleep on the floor? She wasn't going to let him leave without fucking her first was <laughs> no. her plan. No, <laughs> she's making this. Can you throw together a reel of Bruce Lee highlights for me? I got to get this guy hard. <laughs> what? So anyway, fucking suddenly huh? Laura turns, just grabs his face, turns him toward her and kisses him. He pulls away 
And then immediately looks back at the movie and is smiling like an idiot. But then <laughs> in the montage, Bruce Lee also kisses a girl, which mm. Leroy sees as like permission to like, I'm going to emulate Bruce and, and get down and plan a kiss on Laura as well. It was kind of this passionless like movie kiss. They yeah. were just like mashing their faces and like, against and each then other like though. Moving your heads around. It's like some weird <laughs> head movement. So we see then that Richie and his friends have snuck, sneaked onto a catwalk above the stage and they see the kiss which has gotten kind of heated at this point. Like they're like, it's like more aggressive kissing. And then we see Richie is heartbroken. Poor Aww. guy. And like storms out. Cause that's his woman. Damn it. Outside, do they know, do they all instantly recognize that it was Leroy? I think who so. had his sort of back turned to him, but Must I guess there's not to. that many like brothers wandering around in tong suits. Yeah. Yeah. No. So outside Richie says, man, I want to slap that sucker. A silly with a suit for alienation of affection. He laments <laughs> that if it hadn't been for him, Leroy wouldn't have even known who Laura was. He calls Leroy who a chocolate covered yellow peril and starts plotting his revenge with some other Asian slurs thrown in for good measure, talking about <laughs> inscrutable eyes and chop sake, and it's like, oh for Fuck's he was sake. yeah. He was letting the racially charged like comments fly. Yeah. Uh, uh, so <laughs> anyway, his friends try to talk him down. They're like, maybe you just don't understand the dude. I mean, hey, if the lady likes him, he must be doing something right. I love that shit. I, I all these lines are so memorable it's to like, me. Leroy, I always think about. He maybe wouldn't even just, know what to do with that. He wouldn't even know what to do with that. Looked that, like he was doing all right to me. Oh my god, those stick in my head. That one and like the like. Maybe you just don't understand the dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a good line. Yeah, it is. So back inside, Leroy and Laura are still like locked in, locked in lip grip. When they finally come up for air, Laura, like an ace's girlfriend's like, oh, so what's happening now in the music video? <laughs> like, right? She's like, all right, I'm going to put she's him. Taking she's an immediately in- like putting him back at ease. Like, say, describe to me what's happening she's now. She's taking an interest in his interests. I, she, she's awesome. So anyway, Leroy looks up and sees a clip of a disguised Bruce Lee pretending to be a telephone repairman. Also like Jack Bruce. Burton and Wang Chi in Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> Leroy explains that in the movie, under the title Chinese Connection, Bruce Lee disguised himself to sneak into the villain's lair and suddenly brainwave. <laughs> so he is like, why didn't I think of this before? And he like bolts out of there, leaving Laura with massive lady blue balls. I think that's got to be a thing. Yeah, her sexual frustration. It's palpable. Yeah. So outside the alley, Richie's like, you know what? Oh, wait, we got to mention also that oh, yeah, there was in that moment, the, the, the Bruce Lee footage of like that arm effect. Yeah. The, so yeah, the slow motion yeah, or the whatever slow motion, like into doing the windmill arm, windmill arms in the, in a circle in yeah. front of him. What do you think that's meant to be that he's moving really fast or really slow? I think it's just supposed to look cool. It did. I, yeah. I think that's all it's supposed okay. to do is just in slow motion. If you if I saw someone doing it's sort of like when someone does the kata, it's sort of him hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that that's the effect. It's like <laughs> lulling you into a sense of false security. Okay. So, um, so yeah. Then Richie's like, I'm gonna go back in there and I'm gonna I'm gonna claim what's mine. <laughs> Poor yeah. misguided misogynist Richie. <laughs> Richie's attitude is problematic. Yeah. So back in the studio, Laura's like lounged back. And like thinking about fucking Leroy, yeah, I guess. deflowering yeah, Leroy. Exactly. And when she hears the door swing open, she like calls out. She's like, oh, is 
Leroy, is that you? <laughs> but it's Richie's like, ran out on you, huh? Don't cover up for that ping pong playing chow mein for brains kung fu head. Being a kung fu head is yeah. also yeah. ping pong. Just oh, so much oh, wrong so, with the things yeah, he's saying. Laura tells Richie to come down off the catwalk before he gets hurt <laughs> and tells him now he doesn't like being talked to that way. And so he tells her that if that like he doesn't understand he doesn't understand what she sees in Leroy and turns to go. But at that moment, Eddie and Rock appear. So Laura goes to run, but Rock grabs her. She screams for help. Richie returns, having heard the commotion, and yells, Get your hands off my woman! Wasn't it the pure, like, uh, it was identical to Will Smith at the Oscars, his delivery? Get your hands off my woman! Yeah, <laughs> He's like, yeah. keep my wife's name out your, your, fucking out your fucking mouth! Yeah, Eddie gives this, like, maniacal, like, evil, sinister laugh, and it makes me think, like... And then it just, what did they say? It's like, you better come down off that catwalk or we'll kill her. And he was like, all right, I'll come down. Well, yeah, there. what happened next? That was an odd cut considering yeah. where the action goes from here. Yeah, and where everyone was placed in the scene. But anyway, we cut to the three guys from Some Dumb Goy Fortune Cookie are shooting craps <laughs> in the warehouse and they are arguing over the rules of how you play craps from a book they're reading because. They don't know. And, uh-huh. and again, this is like confirmation that they're like obsessed with black culture and it's I, like they want to know like what's going on. And I love the dynamic yeah. of like these are like some Asian dudes who are obsessed with black culture. And then you got like black Leroy obsessed with Asian culture. Yeah, I love that. I do, too. Yeah, I love it all. Anyway, it's all kinds of fish out of water. But yeah, outside Leroy approaches disguised as a pizza delivery guy and he's practicing how to sound cool. It's like, hey, my man. What it look like? Hey, my man. <laughs> what it look like? Hey, my man. What it look like? It's like none of them works. Strong comedy from Tymok. Yeah, he's so good. I yeah. love that. My impressions don't do it justice, but he knocks on the door, and when they open it, he just like barges right in. They're like, "Who are you?" And it's like they have I- like a hundred locks on the door. Too. Yeah, I love like the maximum <laughs> security door. But he's like, "I am the sole brother, like no other, here to deliver this pizza with bean sprouts." And well, they're he like, comes what? In, he's like, "Hey, my man." What it looked like. Like he's gone back into just being himself. Yeah. It's kind of awkward. Like not trying. He's just like, I forgot what I was practicing. I'm so, the sole brother like no other. Yeah. That's amazing to Same. me. So the guys are intrigued by soul brother, but they're also <laughs> skeptical and they're like, they start to speak Chinese amongst themselves. And, and Leroy continues like, now if you bloods would show me where I can find the master. And the guys are very suspicious when Leroy says master ordered the pizza. So they like take his hat and shades off and they say that, like one of them's like, I don't know what you're up to, but I'm gonna kick your ass. And, and, and then another's like, Hey, are you the same guy that's dressed like a cool? And he's like, No, we all just look alike, my man, brother. <laughs> that I can't believe he said that, but it's fucking amazing. It, it is no, excellent. We all just look alike, <laughs> my man. <laughs> they seem to they love this. They eat this shit up. They love that line. So they are like, no they, one who wasn't the guy they saw before would say that, though. right? No, no. <laughs> We all just look alike. Yeah, so they seem to relax. They tell Leroy that the master isn't here, but that he should just hang out with him, smoke a little herb, sip a little wine. No, I had too much already. He's like, soul Soul brother. brother. (laughs) It's brilliant comedy. Like, I don't know where they found these three guys, but they're amazing to me. Like, they felt like they were a, a comedy group. I don't think that they were from my research, but it's amazing shit. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, they ask Leroy if he knows how to shoot craps, and he's like, craps? 
Yeah, he, he like he says he does, Clearly but seems, doesn't. he seems kind of suspicious about it. Like, so then we get a hard cut, like elsewhere. Angela has wandered into Leroy's dojo again. How did she find the dojo? Yellow Just pages. asking around. Where's Where's Mister Leroy? I'm telling you, place? like within three people, you'd know the black kung fu master. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, true. Fair enough. Wait, yeah. where do you think Eddie's lair is? Is it out in Queens or is it in Manhattan somewhere? Uh, I feel like everything is supposed to take place in Manhattan. Okay. That's the, that's the vibe that I get. Anyway. So maybe he's like in Harlem or Hell's close Kitchen to it. or something. Yeah. Or maybe he's a little like further downtown. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Actually, I feel like they're probably all in Harlem given where like clearly his um, rental clientele is because Green's Pizzeria, Daddy Green's, they have his stuff. So I feel yeah, like yeah. it all probably is in Harlem. So Johnny jumps out and scares her. She composes herself. She's like, ah, she's like, is Leroy? He's like, no, he's not here. But how about something in a medium sized Oriental? What the fuck? She's like, no, thanks. I'm not Jewish. That's insane. That is insane writing. I wonder if that joke would land now. I feel I like most people would, They number one, they'd be like, well, I don't get it. That's is that racial. a thing of like Jewish people having a fetish for Asian Chinese food. girls? It's like Jewish no, people. I think it's also like that. Jewish people date. Jewish dudes are into to Asian girls. Okay. I think is a, is a stereotype. Okay. I don't know if it works both ways. I just, Jewish I've girls. been out a lot on Christmas day with Jewish friends who are like, we only yes, eat Chinese on Christmas that. day. And so it's anyway, we should mention faith Prince. The way they have her like styled in this movie makes her seem so old. But the actress, if you can trust her IMDb, she was like 27 or 28. Yeah, we talked. She seemed 37 or 38. The way they had her styled. I I also just think she's she's sort of and I say this as a compliment. She her she sort of has this cherubic face sort of shaped like Betty White's face. So I think if you styled her a certain way that she maybe looked a little older, but I think we talked about this in the, like in a different conversation. We may have guessed. And I was like, I think she's probably, she was probably 25 or 26. Yeah. It's just crazy that, yeah. yeah. Johnny tries to process this, this comment from her, but can't quite get his head (laughs) around it. But then we see that she's like very intrigued by the dojo and its trappings. Johnny busts out his like best Bruce Lee and, impression to she's the like, oh, he's, like, he's like yeah i know kung fu is i know kung fu too and she's so just like oh my god she's like squealing she's like orgasmic yeah, she's, basically yeah. and she says her and johnny should have run away together yeah like right that, that, that would have been entertaining as fuck <laughs> um but she's she says that she's heading back to her hometown but tells johnny to warn leroy to stay away from seventh heaven because eddie's gone crazy and laid a trap for him there so again she gives a a quality ass performance yeah there's there like, are a lot of beats beyond in, like, the acting beats i think it's too good for this particular film probably what <laughs> yeah, she was probably giving us. lost at that moment that she'd made the decision to like essentially betray eddie rightfully because yeah, yeah, he'd yeah. gone like he'd lost his marbles so anyway we cut to seventh heaven studio where eddie arcadian is playing with all the buttons and knobs <laughs> that the con- that control the lighting and music laura and richie are bound and gagged behind him Eddie accidentally cues the music video for a song called Fire by uh, a singer named Charlene. He is instantly mesmerized, like, what is that? And Rock says, he's like, Rock is like smiling and like bebopping along. He's like, fire, 
How like, does rock is very plugged in on like the newest pop music? I feel like yeah, rock is like out every night listening to like new acts and stuff. Eddie, I thought Charlene looked like the mid eighties. Uh, Carrie I c- Fisher. I couldn't even <laughs> tell what was happening. She was so poorly lit in the video and wearing sort of a flash dancey type outfit. Yeah. I was like, I can't tell what's happening. But Eddie is obsessed with the Charlene video. Whips off his blazer. <laughs> is like asks Rock if Charlene has a manager. We we sort of see in the background like Laura's whispering something into Richie's ear while the bad guys are like paying attention. Gotta be like how we're gonna escape, yeah, or some shit. And then Eddie screams off, "Fire!" Oh. <laughs> there, no disrespect to Charlene because this is not the worst song in the movie. No, but this song ain't that great. Like Eddie was it, into it. It seems like like a mid album deep cut that you're like, I am vaguely aware that this song existed just because I love the album so much, you know, I guess she was a Motown artist. Don't you think she must've been like a white chick on Motown, which is kind of weird too, but maybe she was biracial. I that's a thing too, is I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Um, but the song, yeah, again, the song's not great. It's not terrible. It just sort of like a lot of songs in this movie. It just sort of (laughs) is. And I wonder too, if that was, strategic on Barry Gordy's part to try to get songs in the movie for artists that were like up and coming That's, to be like trying I, to plug. I think them, it was very strategic. I don't think it was interest. Yeah. I'm, I'm with that. But anyway, cut back to some dumb goy where Leroy is teaching the guys, his version of craps, which is actually just hopscotch. I love- <laughs> he says, this is the way you play in Harlem. You want to play like soul brother number one. And the guys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also because they're so drunk and high that they have no idea what's going on. This scene is truly amazing. I remember this scene. Like this is one of those scenes that like has stuck with me all these years that I remember like them being like just gone and playing hopscotch and then like the subsequent stuff with I the also machine. love the dude who was rocking the crocodile Dundee vest yes the fucking the, lizard, the snake skin vest yes. or whatever that was so, but where did oh wait I want to know where did Leroy get that mesh like button up on short notice that he was wearing like his disguise he probably outfit. took it out of Richie's closet or something you think it was Richie size it could have been I guess yeah or he got it from uh, he got it from Johnny Wu so Bruce, Bruce Leroy, who seems to have had enough of all this, asks what's taking the master so long to return and repeats that he must see him. And all the guys is like, the master doesn't see anyone. But Leroy says the master will want to see me and produces the medallion. The guys all seem impressed by the medallion. Begin no, discussing I think they thought it in like, Chinese. is this fucking gold? Yeah, it's like, yeah I think too. They were like, yeah. hey, wait, this might be valuable. But they all start talking in Chinese. And then they feign. They're like, yeah, we'll take you to see the master right now. And they like lead him outside onto the street. And they're like, just wait right here and slam the door in his face. <laughs> and it takes Leroy. He's so dumb. It takes him just, to, or so innocent rather. It yeah. takes him a second to be like, holy shit, they just fucked you, me over. He you hears, like hear all hundred locks locking. And they're <laughs> laughing. So the next shot you see is like the door getting kicked down. And like all the guys are like, what the fuck? And he's like, I need to know where the master is now. So the trembling guys give him the medallion back. They admit that they made up master just to sell more fortune cookies. Uh He's not buying it, but they're like, no, 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 no. We'll show you. We'll show you. So they open the door and show him that there's a computer that's printing out fortunes and inserting them into the cookies. And they all say some dumb goy. And that's automation in America, baby. 
Did you the the fortune that was printing was like especially shitty? Yeah. If you it, was, it said he who is colorblind must never follow a horse of a different color. I think it's talking about the their relationship, like you the think? guys with with. I Leroy. feel like it should mean something, and I don't know if it means anything, but maybe it does. I'll I'll buy I what you're it, selling. I think it's supposed to be like stick to your own. Basically, yeah. it's like Aww. like get into your own culture kind of thing, which is not great, but. But that was my take on saying. So, yeah, Leroy, rightfully, is just devastated, utterly deflated by this. So we cut to Leroy's sensei's harborside dojo situation, where sensei is packing <laughs> his bags for some trip. Leroy comes barging in, angry as shit, and is like, what the fuck is going on here? And sensei says, so, you've not found the master that you seek. Leroy says, some dumb goy is just a computer and demands answers. Sensei goes to a bowl of fortune cookies, which begs the question, why does that man have just a bowl of fortune cookies sitting bowl, around? A bowl of loose this, fortune cookies. Does this, this assumes that all Asian people have a bowl of fortune cookies, I don't know which is what it means. That's some racist ass shit. That was shit. some weird shit. That I is noticed some that racist ass shit. I didn't realize it at first, but yeah, he had a bowl of loose fortune cookies there. Which, look, I personally love the taste of fortune cookies and i think it's ben and jerry's they have a like a fortune oh, cookie ice cream that's it good it, if you like fortune cookies it fucks pretty hard it had that little I hint of vanilla it. to yeah, it i love it Dude, i'm into it i um i took a trip at some point in my life to san francisco and went to san francisco chinatown yeah and there was san a francisco place chinatown to mm. visit like a factory where they were making fortune cookies there yeah. And you could get them, like, eat them hot from... See, I bet they're dope Oh, hot. dude. It was a fucking game changer. They're so good but when they, they don't were crack. hot from the oven. But I bet the taste of them is more delicious when they're hot. Yeah, dude. It yeah. was amazing. I Yeah, I'm, I totally can believe that. Maybe he just likes eating them. Uh, and if that's the case, then I totally understand. But you could buy at that place at the factory, you could buy, like, just a bag of them. I'm sure, yeah. Or whatever, which I assume is where... The and that sensei is scoring his fortune. I cookies. can I can say from recent experience that I was in Houston for work and we had ordered um we'd ordered from an Asian takeout place the our group of coworkers yeah. and Chinese you know fortune cookies came with it and so like no one ate their out and I just kept going back I was like all. taking people I was like fine I need them all baby I don't even care and but I was pleased to see that all the fortunes were fortunes and not just some like saying but anyway. Sensei says he hands Bruce Leroy a fortune cookie, but before he does, he removes the fortune from it. And he says, here, it contains everything you need to find your way to the golden glow. Um, Leroy breaks the cookie open and, of course, finds it empty. Sensei laughs and says, think, Leroy. You just opened a fortune cookie without a fortune written by a master who does not exist to find the solution to a problem whose answer you already know. Leroy, uh, confused at the syntax, <laughs> probably, <laughs> says, but what about the medallion? Sensei admits <laughs> that it's a belt buckle and that it was all just a ruse to get Leroy moving on his journey. He's like, look, you needed a charm or whatever yeah. he tells him. He said, but there's one place that you have not yet looked and it's there pointing to his head. Only there that you're going to find the master. Dude, do you think, is it? Uh, is it because Leroy is so innocent and pure and naive? That's the answer to any question that, like, with his shortcomings. That he's capable of reaching the final level, though? Because he seems dumb as fuck. I think it's just because he is 
he has Asperger's. No, he, that he is so. He's innocent. on the spectrum. Yeah. Do you think? But I think he's just so he's so innocent. I think maybe he is like, if listen, if he is like into the mindfulness thing, then I get that. It's just like everything he's in the moment at all times. If I was the sensei at this point, I'd be so fucking frustrated at how just <laughs> how thick Leroy is that I think I feel like I'd just tell him like, dude, you dumb fuck. <laughs> well, he You're, does more or less, and he's like, I'm going to leave now because I have a plane to catch. You are your own master. Yeah. Leroy, you fucking fuck. <laughs> Dude, do, do you think, is this guy like a bright, shining pupil among this sensei's students? Cause I think he's his only student. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, dude, this can't be your finest. I think moment. that he's probably felt guilty about taking his money because he. he, he <laughs> oh, real, you think he was paying him? Probably, or he was offering to do paint the fence and sand the floor, <laughs> manual labor, on, labor. His, on his houseboat. <laughs> so anyway, Leroy says, "Are you?" Yeah, like so. Sensei says he's leaving. He's got a plane to catch, and Leroy's like, "Oh, you're going on a quest for knowledge." And since I was like, no, I'm going to visit my mother, who must be a thousand years old, in Miami. And Leroy's very confused by this as well. It, it's a, it was another odd cut because, yeah, Leroy's just very like, hmm, let me ponder this. Yeah, so we cut to the Leroy Dojo where he is gearing up for combat and he is pulling out all sorts of weapons from his huge locker. Which I felt like he's got a lot of deadly weapons for a guy who... Oh, he's a peace lover. Who is a, yeah, Practices, a pacifist. Yeah, a pacifist. So Johnny Yu is trying to convince Leroy not to go, saying that he never would have delivered Angela's warning about Eddie if he knew that Leroy would actually <laughs> go to fight him. But Johnny says, if you're going to fight, then I'm going to go too. And Leroy's like, okay, fine throws him a gi and Johnny's like oh shit really and Leroy suggests that you know instead of fighting with your bare hands maybe you're gonna need a weapon so Johnny gets in the locker and right when he does Leroy closes the door and locks it saying I gotta do this on my lonesome and as he leaves we hear Johnny yelling I'm afraid of the dark and this is another <laughs> another moment where like Glenn Eaton playing Johnny Yu yes. was fucking awesome I love that dude yeah so back at the seventh heaven studio Eddie is now getting down to a Stevie Wonder jam that you've never heard called Upset Stomach. Upset Stomach from a Broken Heart, a fucking terrible Stevie Wonder what song. The lyrics, that lyric sucks. I mean, I know exactly what he's feeling. I know exactly what he's but talking about. It doesn't about. fit with I've, the song. I've been broken hearted and you can't eat. But you don't call it an upset stomach from a broken heart. That's terrible. <laughs> so, it was, it was, yeah, it was definitely a lesser Stevie song. I feel like this was the a least song, Stevie song. This song blows. I feel like that was a song probably that was like an outtake. It was like, this song's too shitty to put on an album, but throw it on that last dragon soundtrack. Yeah. So suddenly on the monitors of control center, Eddie sees Leroy sneaking into the studio. Laura also sees this and somebody like, without her gag, she's like, screaming out to Leroy that it's, it's, a, a, trap. it's a trap. Um, <laughs> but wait, Eddie, I know this is not the type of question that you should ask in this movie, but are there security monitors within like the audio visual control no. board? Like, I think, what, I think maybe, this? maybe Eddie rigged it that way because he knew that Bruce Leroy would be <laughs> coming not? at some point. Yeah. So, Eddie tosses Rock his tie and tells him to gag Laura. Why was she not gagged already? I think she like worked it out of her mouth or something okay, at that point. Okay, okay. So as Rock does this, Eddie, because yeah, she whispered, she was whispering to Richie earlier. Yeah, it was odd. They had Richie gagged, but not Laura. Yeah, it's very strange. So <laughs> as Rock is gagging Laura, Eddie turns down the lights and starts laughing because he's like, 
eagerly awaiting Leroy's arrival. Meanwhile, back at the dojo, <laughs> a heretofore unseen Ernie Reyes Jr. playing a character named Ty. And Ernie Reyes Jr. was what? 10, 11? This was his first ever movie, movie appearance. Uh, yeah, he, he had to be that age. Yeah, so he unlocks the locker that Johnny's in. Johnny kicks the door open, tells Ty to come with him, and they roll out to go help It's an amazing Leroy. moment where it's like, we already missed the first show or yeah, something. Yeah, like, because like all the neighborhood kids were wanting to be down at 7th Heaven for the show. Yeah. Oh, is that what it was, he was talking about? Well, I guess for like, was the dance contest supposed to happen? I just felt like that was like, a, I just felt like that was, was a, a line written in for the trailer yeah. or something. But I don't, I don't get it either. But the, the feeling that I got was that it was supposed to be like, yeah, that they, they were they were supposed to be on the way to Seventh Heaven because there was supposed to be a Laura Charles show but that Ernie night. Ernie Reyes Jr. is a breath of fresh air in the movie. Charismatic little fuck, man. Just yeah, dude. A natural on screen. Yeah, he's amazing. But we're not going to tell you no more about that. Mm, he's going to have a lot more to do though in the final chapter. Ooh, spoiler! He dies. He kills Bruce Leroy <laughs> and beds Laura himself. <laughs> fuck. What? <laughs> that would be a that would be a bold uh, ending. The last lastest dragon <laughs> but anyway we're gonna leave you guys here <laughs> and we hope that you tune in next time for the exciting conclusion for the last episode in our last dragon series yes indeed um thank you all for listening check us out next week yeah, the, for the exciting conclusion and we'll be back hey, hey.